Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Let's Chat Markets. You know, from the peak in May and looking at the August contract, class three milk futures have fallen 19%. And that's primarily because of the cheese consolidation worsening, butters remained weak, nonfat is moving sideways, and whey prices have started to move lower as well. When you take a look at global milk production during Q2, All the growth globally is being driven by how much milk is coming out of the U.S. And then we also have EU production that's returned to increases over prior year. We can also reiterate the strong end of the New Zealand milking season, and that all points to plentiful dairy supplies. Lucky for us, we have Eric Meyer on today's podcast to catch us up on why U.S. markets have been weak and where our thoughts are on what's next. Thanks for joining us today, Eric. Where should we start? I'm thinking cheese. Sounds good, Alyssa. And thanks so much for having me on Let's Chat Markets. It's nice to be here. So when you had shown me the 19% decline on August class three, I had to double check. And you're right. August class three was over $20 at one point in April before rolling back. And It's been a a somewhat sluggish season or year in 2021, kind of coming out of last year's insanity in the dairy markets in particular on cheese. But if we look back just two, three months ago, we were really dealing with some crazy things happening in a number of different markets. We had corn prices that were over $7. We've had soybean oil prices that were over 70 cents. And it seemed like food inflation, inflation and commodities in general was just going to take over and and we were going to be soaring to the moon. And while dairy's fundamentals seem to suggest that we weren't necessarily in that type of realm, we moved with it. And even with really strong milk production heading into kind of the reopening or the rebirth in the spring, we saw block cheese prices sit in April in that 180 range. And while we thought those numbers were high because milk production was gonna be strong, if we were gonna have $7 corn, we were likely going to have above average dairy and milk prices as well. So fast forward a few months, and we've just been on a, a slow boat to nowhere here. General declines in most dairy commodities, milk prices down almost 20% when looking at that August milk contract and block cheese prices kind of stuck right at the one just over 160 barrels having a significant discount where we would have thought with all of this new block cheddar production that we'd see the block barrel spread narrow and and consolidate and, and kind of find its old three to five cent spread moving forward but because of that inflation supply chain logistic issues we had an issue with the the packaging that we put 640 pound block cheese one of the primary ways to package that is in a in a wooden box and the wooden box manufacturer because of covid probably had tried to go a little bit less on inventory and when lumber prices went through the roof also slowed their their purchases of those boxes and of course over the last month or so we've been very tight on 640 wooden boxes, which means we're making less of that product and more milk is pushing into other cheeses, 40 pound block being one, but more so 500 pound barrels. And so with excess milk, Q2 milk production was well over three and a half percent on average with May peaking out at 4.6% growth. We have to deal with that. 
and on the initial run lower in the uh, late May into June timeframe, we saw a lot of people take advantage of pricing coming down. We hadn't seen the grain prices making as significant moves and they're still elevated, uh, but we did see cheese prices come down. So a lot of buyers took advantage of that. Traders did the cash and carry, and now we're kind of dealing with those ramifications. So while our expectations had been that milk production would have, would hit its peak in May and then we'd start on our seasonal downtrend. We're still dealing with excess supply and now a lot of uncertainty around demand. I think expectations going into this, we originally had this euphoric optimism that food service demand would be wonderful. And we had a huge pipeline refill, which is why we got cheese prices into the 180s briefly in that April timeframe. Prices came down, people stocked up on inventory. We had a slight jolt uh, mid-month, earlier this month in July, and then we've kind of been making our way down and no one wants to build additional inventories here because A, they've got to work through what they currently have, and B, with all this COVID case resurgence around the world and now starting to hit here in the US, there's just a lot of nervousness around what lies ahead here. We still are having labor issues, which are causing some hiccups on the food service side. And while the expectations were that demand would gradually rebound and we'd see some really strong numbers in Q4 of this year uh, on the demand side as people return to travel, return to celebrating together, Right now, we're kind of in this cloud of uncertainty, and I think that's led for not only in the dairy markets, but in other markets, a wait and see approach. And you're seeing uh, markets kind of uh, coming down as a result. So that's kind of where we stand here today. Looking forward, it's just hard. If you could tell me what the government and what the press are going to focus on from a COVID perspective, we know that there's additional masking requirements that are starting in certain localities and states? Will vaccinations rate, rates go up? Will there be any new COVID restrictions here similar to lockdowns seen in other areas? My guess is no, and my hope is no, but we're still nervous about that. And I think that's probably going to help establish price direction here over the next couple of months. We're cheap right now. We've got to work through some inventories that have been built up. But I do see a resurgence into Q4, and I'm still of the view that if caseloads come down and we return to more normal activity in the fourth quarter, the cheese prices could return to the 170s and even 180s here as milk production and, and overall supply growth starts to decelerate here going into the end of the year. That's perfect. Thank you for that. Are there any other markets that stick out to you that aren't really behaving the way you thought they might? You know, I think we're we're kind of spot on with butter markets. I mean, they're perhaps that prices are a little bit lower than what we were expecting, but inventories have remained robust. If we haven't been able to kind of really get that food service engine running, I think that's really caused some of the pileup of, of inventory there. The dry way market sticks out to me um, as a, a market that is rolling back here at the moment. Really mixed views from the industry here. I think a lot of 
the direction in that market is more on supply mix, where the price of high proteins, W whey protein concentrate 80, whey protein isolate 90, just really strong values at the moment and holding on to those gains. Whereas we're seeing the lower protein uh, sweet whey powder coming off with futures at a pretty significant discount and, and the spot market kind of showing something different than our weekly NAS surveys. So I think a lot of that's driven by the sentiment coming out of China. My view is that that market will remain supported at these levels so long as high protein stays up. I think we're watching the non-fat market really closely. That market's gotten very quiet. People are still seeing a relatively decent supply in the U.S. We have kind of this hangover effect from a, a Q2 supply standpoint. But again, we are starting to see growth decelerate. And with heat and the lingering drought in the West Coast, the wake-up call of harvest and new crop feed being a lot more expensive than this past season, we are going to see some tightening of margins. And that's going to have an impact on farmers out West first, which could have an impact on on non-fat dry milk prices first. You would think that that's supportive, but all of our eyes are on China and these upcoming GDT events to see if there is additional optimism that could come in after a, a string of, of negative events with prices coming off globally on milk powders. That's a perfect segue for what I want to talk about next. And there's been some somewhat shocking language that we've seen from Fonterra this month. And there seems to be, according to what they're reporting, a lot of product being committed off auction. They're pulling volumes down. Perhaps, you know, that commitment off the auction is due to shipping delays that are reportedly still bad throughout much of the world. But have you ever seen this sort of behavior before from Fonterra? A little bit of context on that. So every two weeks or, or twice a month, right, a few days before the auction, Fonterra publishes their uh, new offer volume estimates. And in order to kind of enhance transparency there, anytime they make material changes to those offer volumes for the upcoming auctions in the 12 months, they publish this memo to try and explain why they've made adjustments, why they've added volume and why they've taken off volume. So this is the third straight event where they've taken volume off GDT, which tightens that available supply. And typically when they do that, if demand is there, that would be somewhat of a bullish standpoint. Well, we've had two auctions in a row where they've reduced volume of whole milk powder in particular. Um, I know this one, they've got skim as well coming off and prices have come off slightly. And so the language or the tone of the memo has been that there have been a, a number of committed product sales off auction and that demand is strong and that their current supplies are weaker. It almost seems like they double down on that rhetoric here. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we've seen this before from them where they've leveraged kind of using some language to explain why they've made adjustments the way they have. I think the real proof here is in the outcome of this coming GDT auction doubling down on the language, which was similar to what they had said two weeks ago with a little bit of an extra oomph to it. If buyers don't buy into that restricted supply and we're flat, even slightly higher 
flat or lower, I think the market in general will take that as fairly bearish. And we're all kind of monitoring the situation over in, in China. A lot of chatter about demand there not being as good or them taking a bit of a breather and letting their inventory simmer a bit, I guess you can say. But my expectation is the use of that type of language, I would typically believe that there is some tightening of available supply and that buyers will come to the table after you know a number of auctions of nominal declines that we'll see some support come back into the market as all this product will be kind of, let's call it new crop product out of Fonterra from the new milking season coming up uh, early milk, but nonetheless, you know, coming from this new season that buyers will come to the table. These prices are affordable in particular against China's raw milk price. So I do expect some support here, but people will be watching this closely as the, the auction unfolds. Speaking of next week's global dairy trade event, our team does an incredibly comprehensive breakdown and analysis before and after all of those events. And in fact, just in case you're new here, we do in-depth dairy market analysis across all key regions. So to get access today, head to our website, highgrounddairy.com and click free trial. We'll get you set up right away. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming on. And we look forward to coming on next week to chat markets. Nice to be here. Thank you. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Um.